Welcome to Mighty Way Books Presents Kids and Kindness, Encouraging Stories for Children Ages 8 to 13. I'm your host, Mabel Elizabeth Singletary, and each week I will be sharing children's books centering on kindness, friendship, teamwork, respect, courage, and compassion. We are living in a time where it seems we have gotten away from the importance of loving thy neighbor, i.e. showing kindness and compassion to others. The others I speak of can be people who may not look like you or me or share our views. However, learning to see value in every human being is a lesson from which we all can benefit. I hope you will join me each week to listen and enjoy our stories. And don't forget to visit MightyWayBooks.com where you will find encouraging and inspiring books for children ages 8 to 13. Last week in chapter 11, Jeremiah was pleased to get his first classroom job from Mrs. Buford. He had been asked to serve as the caboose at the end of the line. He readily agreed and was excited about turning off the lights and closing the classroom door. Once they got to the gym, Jeremiah was amazed when he saw who the gym teacher was, and finding out that the whole track team attended the Minton Day School encouraged him to believe maybe his chances of running with them might be possible. For Jeremiah, this had been a pretty great day. Chapter 12, Something Good As far as Jeremiah was concerned, living with the Kennedys was wonderful. He looked forward to getting up each day and attending school, and he felt proud that in the two weeks he'd been at Minton, there hadn't been any phone calls, discipline reports, or homework notices sent home. Things couldn't have been better. And while at times he felt anxious, he was overjoyed at being able to control his urge to run. There were a couple of times when he could almost hear himself saying no on the inside, and he reminded himself about what Mr. Kennedy had said about using his energy to run towards something rather than using it to run away. Jeremiah believed that advice helped because those first two weeks had passed and he had been successful. This particular morning, Jeremiah was surprised to find that his school day routine had changed. As he and PJ finished their cereal, Mrs. Kennedy told them to hurry because it was time to leave. Both boys seemed a little confused by the change, but nevertheless hurried to finish what was left in their bowls and cleared their dishes off the table. You're taking us to school, Mom? PJ asked. Yes, and we need to hurry. I don't want you to be late. Is Mr. Kennedy all right? asked Jeremiah. Mrs. Kennedy could see Jeremiah was concerned and tried to reassure him. Mr. Kennedy is fine. He has something very important to do today. Don't worry. The three of you will be riding together again tomorrow, I promise. The boys grabbed their lunches, got into the car, and Mrs. Kennedy drove them to school. Jeremiah thought she looked fine and found her to be her usual cheerful self, but he was still troubled because he hadn't seen Mr. Kennedy that morning. When they reached the school, Mrs. Kennedy drove right up to the front entrance. Have a great day, she said, smiling pleasantly. Bye, Mom, PJ said, exiting the car. Jeremiah closed the back door and got out, too. Bye, Mrs. Kennedy. You have a great day, too. Mrs. Kennedy watched the boys as they entered the building and then drove off. Both headed for the main door, and once inside, each went his own way. 
already halfway down the hallway, PJ called out to Jeremiah. See you later, okay? Yeah, okay. When Jeremiah got to room 109, he was surprised to see that something else had changed. There was a tall man with a funny mustache sitting behind Mrs. Buford's desk. And with the class roster in one hand and the seating chart in the other, he had already started taking attendance. You must be, uh, Jeremiah Jones, he said, looking at the seating chart. Yes, Jeremiah answered politely, but offered no other information. He wondered where Mrs. Buford was and hoped she'd be coming back real soon. How interesting he thought it was that she wasn't there. Usually he was the person who'd show up and then in a matter of days would be gone. He liked this class and he needed Mrs. Buford to come back. Once the attendance was done, the tall man stood up and addressed the class. My name is Mr. Porter and I will be substituting for Mrs. Buford today. In that one sentence, Jeremiah heard what he needed to hear, and he felt relieved knowing his teacher would return the next day. Mr. Porter began walking around the room, passing out manila folders to the students, and soon was handing one to Jeremiah. Each folder had the student's name written across the top, and classwork assignments for the day were on the inside. Mr. Porter then positioned himself in the middle of the room to make sure everyone could hear. These are the assignments Mrs. Buford left for you. If you have any difficulty, I'll be more than happy to help. Jeremiah opened his folder. Thank you, he said, turning over each page one at a time. He smiled confidently when he knew finishing the work wouldn't be a problem. Mike had also opened his folder and started to work, but seemed to be having a hard time with the very first page. I need help, he called out. And right away, Mr. Porter hurried over to Mike's desk and began explaining how to do the math problems that were giving him so much trouble. In a few minutes, Mike was ready to tackle the rest of the worksheet on his own. That's easy, he said. I can do it now. Mr. Porter then went from desk to desk, asking the other students if they needed his help with their assignments. By the time he returned to the front of the room, he was pleased to see everyone working. Suddenly, out of nowhere, there was a loud noise that grabbed the attention of the entire class. Mike had become frustrated and slammed his math book on the floor. I can't do this stuff. It's too hard, he said loudly. He then took the paper, ripped it into as many little pieces as he could, and threw them on the floor. Mr. Porter quickly went over to him, leaned down, and began speaking to Mike softly. Though the other students tried to hear what Mr. Porter was saying, they couldn't but they did know whatever he had said must have been the right thing because after a few seconds, Mike picked up all of the tiny pieces of paper, threw them into the trash, and politely asked Mr. Porter for another page. This time, when he began his work, he finished it without any further disruption. Jeremiah was glad they weren't scheduled to have gym class that morning because he knew Mr. Kennedy was not in school that day. And while Mr. Porter had proven himself to be more than capable as a substitute, Jeremiah and his classmates just wanted their regular teachers back. By the time lunchtime came, everything seemed to be turning around for the better. It was pizza day, and that made all of the students happy. Jeremiah sat with Mike and another boy from his class named Aaron. Aaron hardly ever talked, but he amazed others with his exceptional ability to add and subtract so easily. He could take big columns of numbers and do all of the calculating in his head. 
Jeremiah's attention was captured just watching Aaron use his special skill. He had never seen anyone so young with such exceptional mathematical skills. He made working with numbers look simple. However, nothing else came as easy for him. He didn't run, he didn't play, and he rarely spoke. Jeremiah wondered if Aaron would willingly trade his gift for numbers for a day of laughing, talking, and running with his classmates. At dismissal time, Jeremiah and PJ were shocked to see Mr. Kennedy waiting behind the wheel of his car. Let's go, you guys, he called out. They made sure they had all of their belongings and raced to get to the car. I won, PJ declared. That means I get the front seat. This time, Jeremiah conceded. This time. Well, it looks like you two had a good day at school, Mr. Kennedy said. Jeremiah and PJ got into the car, and from the minute Mr. Kennedy put the car in motion, Jeremiah and PJ took turns telling about their day. Jeremiah shared that Mrs. Buford had been absent and how Mike had had a rough time at first. He'll be okay, Mr. Kennedy said. Sometimes he gets a little scared when things change and he's not ready. Jeremiah nodded his head yes, knowing he understood what Mr. Kennedy said better than anyone. As Mr. Kennedy pulled the car into the driveway, the boys were surprised to see Mrs. Kennedy standing out front waving. It was unusual for her to be home so early in the day, so they figured something interesting must have been happening. Hurry up, she said, holding the door open. PJ and Jeremiah barely let Mr. Kennedy turn off the engine before the two of them leaped out, grabbed their book bags, and headed straight to where Mrs. Kennedy was standing. Hi, Mom, PJ said, giving her a hug. Hi, Mrs. Kennedy, Jeremiah said, stepping up to give her a hug, too. Hello, boys. Mr. Kennedy got out of the car and walked up to the front door. He gave his wife a kiss and smiled. Did you tell him? She returned his smile and shook her head no. I wanted to wait so we could tell them together. What is it, PJ asked excitedly. Jeremiah was anxious to know, too. Is it something good? Will we like it? Mrs. Kennedy looked over at her husband. Guess we'll just have to show them, won't we? He took her by the hand, started walking up the stairs, and signaled for the boys to follow. I guess we will have to show them, Mr. Kennedy said, winking his eye. The boys followed them and gave one another a bewildered look. Checking for changes as they walked up the stairs, they couldn't detect anything different. From where they stood, everything was just as it had been when they left for school that morning. Not able to withstand the suspense any longer, Jeremiah broke the silence. Please tell us what it is, he pleaded. Yeah, PJ joined in. I can't take it anymore. Mr. and Mrs. Kennedy stopped in front of PJ's bedroom door. The boys were sure whatever the surprise was, it was behind that door. Mrs. Kennedy couldn't help smiling, and when Jeremiah and PJ looked at Mr. Kennedy, he was smiling too. Are you two ready for the surprise, he asked. Yes, they both said in unison. When Mr. and Mrs. Kennedy opened the door of PJ's room, the boys knew their surprise was as special as they had been led to believe. Their eyes lit up in amazement at what they saw. Wow, PJ yelled. I don't believe this, Jeremiah hollered. PJ's old bed was gone, and now in its place were brand new pecan-colored bunk beds, one for PJ and one for Jeremiah. Man, PJ exclaimed, thrusting himself onto the bottom one. Bunk beds. Can I have the top, Jeremiah asked. Yeah, PJ answered. You can have the top. As soon as Jeremiah heard those words, he dropped his book bag on the floor and climbed the small ladder that took him to the top. He let himself drop onto the bed 
and while lying on his back, he was pleased at the same soft mattress and pillows that had been so much a part of PJ's old bed were now part of the new beds, too. Mr. and Mrs. Kennedy stood in the doorway. Like the surprise, she asked. It's the best, Jeremiah squealed as he sat up. Yeah, PJ agreed, sticking out his head from the bed below. This is the best room ever. Everyone was pleased with the new furnishings that now adorned PJ and Jeremiah's room. Perched high atop his new bed, Jeremiah could see the whole room, and he liked what he saw. You like our room, PJ asked? Yeah, Jeremiah answered. I like our room a lot. He interrupted his moment of relaxation and climbed down the little ladder, walked over to the window, and looked out into the backyard. Again, his eyes searched for any further growth in his little plant. Even if he couldn't see anything, he believed something good must have been happening in heaven. After all, as his grandma said, faith was believing even when you couldn't see what you were hoping for. Everything all right? Mr. Kennedy asked. Yeah, Jeremiah answered. Everything's good. For a few more seconds, he stared out the window toward the red maple. In that moment, he remembered Grandma Joni's strong, special words. Good things come to those who wait on the Lord. He didn't have to wonder or guess who had sent him this wonderful day. He knew that God had heard his prayer and believed he had also rewarded his mustard seed faith. I hope you enjoyed today's reading from Mighty Way Books Presents Kids and Kindness. Please join us next week when I will continue sharing stories from the collection of encouraging and inspiring books for kids ages 8 to 13, which can be found at MightyWayBooks.com. Until we meet again, I wish you a great week and ask you to do something nice for someone and to show kindness to everyone.